back at it again. 24 seconds podcast. Drin, let them know what we're talking about today. Today we're going to talk about Giannis and why he's not getting any love for the MVP race. Arju, let's get straight into it. First, let's start off by talking about like the MVP race in general. List out maybe your top three to four players for the MVP race, and then let's talk about where Giannis is in that range. Yeah, so right now, out of the guys who are you know in the NBA at the moment, um, I would go with probably, and, and this is in no specific order, Top three would probably be Jokic and Bede and LeBron. Um, and then, you know, you got you got guys like Dame and, and as you said, Giannis slotting in there too. So those are probably my top five um, at the moment. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I agree with that list. I would have uh, Embiid, Jokic, LeBron James, and Giannis as my top four. But I wanted to specifically talk about Giannis and – why he's not getting any love. You've heard people talk all the time about LeBron James and how he's doing unbelievable things at age 36, which he is. You've heard people talk about Joel Embiid. He's putting up unreal numbers, which he is. Nikola Jokic doing the same thing, but uh, also able to assist the ball at an extremely high level, getting so many triple doubles. But why is Giannis not receiving any love? And I genuinely believe that people are starting to take for granted what he can do on the court people have seen that he's won the mvp the last two seasons and that he's kind of playing at a similar like pace and level but just that he's playing at the same level doesn't mean he's not doing great things and i just think it's crazy how he's not getting any love yeah no and i definitely agree and the numbers back it up too and the recent performances i mean right now the milwaukee bucks are the third seed in the east coming you know off their in their last 10 games they're nine and one they're on a four game win streak um, and, and they're not really that much behind the Nets and the 76ers. And now with Embiid out for the next, at least next two weeks, the Bucks could seriously go for that number one spot in the East. Um, they're two games behind the 76ers and only a half a game behind the Nets. And so I think we need to start giving them a little bit more respect in terms of you know how they're doing and how Giannis is really playing. No, but you, t- you talk about how Joel Embiid's injury could affect the standings. I think Joel Embiid's injury could affect the MVP race. If he's out for a minimum of three-ish weeks, that's, that could seriously in the long run hurt Joel Embiid's uh, argument for the MVP race. Uh, right? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And let's just talk about like how Giannis has been doing recently. I mean, you know, MVP numbers since since February in in – in the 20 games since you know February, he's averaged 30 points per game, 12 rebounds a game, seven assists per game, a steal and a half, a block and a half on 57% shooting um, and 76% from the free throw line. That is insane. That is insane. This man is on a is is on a mission right now to win, you know, a third MVP. Man, it's he's making a he's making a hell of a case for himself right now. There have only been three players in NBA history to win the NBA MVP three seasons in a row, and that was Bill Russell from 1961, 1962, 1963, Wilt Chamberlain 66, 67, 68, and Larry Bird 84, 85, 86. So it would be amazing for Giannis to establish himself in that category, but. One main thing that you and I didn't even discuss prior to the podcast that I wanted to talk about 
was this idea of voters fatigue. Bro, like what even is that? Like how can you get tired of voting for greatness? Yeah, it makes it makes no it, <laughs> like it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like these people are like pushing a narrative that that just like you can't have like a three P MVP and like they don't want to vote for him just because he's been MVP the last two years. Yeah, sure, but he's also been playing really well. Like if he's playing well, what 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 type of voter fatigue, you know, do do you even have? Like at that point, you're just not even valuing the the game itself. Like if the only reason you're not going to vote for Giannis is because he's been the MVP two years in a row. That's an awful argument. Yeah, yeah. I think a main factor, though, is that he keeps him and alongside the Milwaukee Bucks keep underperforming in the playoffs, and people are tired of seeing that. And so they don't want to give him MVP because they have a feeling that he might underperform again in the playoffs. And honestly, I would not be shocked if the Bucks underperform again in the playoffs despite how amazing Giannis may play. Yeah, I agree. I think – you know, the, the the sucky thing is, though, like if the MVP was a race for, um, you know, it was a, a race for that included the postseason, then, yeah, like my, my vote might change. But this is a regular season MVP award. Like Giannis should not get the blame when it comes to MB, MVP voting for his postseason failures, like when it comes to like actually picking if he's the MVP or not, right? Like – this are re- yeah, because it's based on the regular yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like these voters are going to use that against him. But again, this is a regular season award. Yeah. Arju, I'm going to read you out some statistics. And I know statistics aren't everything, but in this case, they kind of mean a lot. So tell me what you think about these. 2018-2019, when Giannis won his uh, first MVP, he averaged 28-13-6. and six. Last year, when he won his second MVP, he averaged 30, 14, and 6. And this season, he's averaging 29, 12, and 6. So, essentially the same thing. Yeah, not just that. He also just recently... And he ha- he's actually in the same range for uh, field goal percentage. He's around like 59% efficiently. So, yeah, yeah, and just recently, he became the first Bucks player in NBA history. First Bucks player in NBA history with three straight triple-doubles. And so... You know, this is this is usually around the time, especially after All Star break, the Bucks continue to play well. But they they, you know, it seems like they're going to do well after the All Star break, um, and they have been from from what it looks like. Um, and so I think Giannis is really going to push for that MVP, man. I I really think he will. It feels like all the cards are falling in his place right now. It sucks that Joel and B got injured. But the fact that Anthony Davis has been injured is leading to a Lakers team that's losing games that they wouldn't lose with Anthony Davis. And I can't really say much for Jokic and the Nuggets except the fact that standing-wise, um, they could be better than fifth. Yeah, and and the, don't, let's not forget, the Nuggets got off to a really slow start. Um, yeah, so they've definitely turned it yeah, around they've, as well. Yeah, they've recently just started turning it around. Now they're they're actually playing really well, so – you know, how much does that factor in into Jokic's MVP hopes, you know? Yeah. But that's pretty much all we have to say regarding Giannis. We just feel as though he's putting up the numbers. His team is playing well. They're on pace to have a great phenom- uh, a great regular season. And so why is he not getting recognition? Uh, vo- voters fatigue is, is shouldn't be a thing. You're literally witnessing greatness, but 
Arju, anything else you want to say about Giannis before we move into our 20, uh, 24 seconds? No, nah, I got nothing, man. I got nothing. All right. You got a question? Yeah, I got, I got a question for you. Um, so before, before I ask you my question, I just want to remind everyone out there, if you haven't already, leave a like and subscribe for more, uh, for more content. But, Drin, anyways, my question for you is the Miami Heat have been on a tear recently. I know we talked about this off the podcast, but I'm going to ask you right now, how are you feeling? You know, give me your general thoughts on the situation in Miami right now. Look, man, I'm just happy to be a Heat fan right now. The slander, the disrespect we got when our half when all of our best players were injured was uncalled for. Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler were all out. Bam Adebayo had stints where he was out. Tyler Hero had stints where he was out. Our only starter who who was there consistently was Duncan Robinson, and he's not really able to do anything without Jimmy Butler and Bam. And so everything, all the criticism we were receiving at 13, calling us a fluke and everything, I don't hear any of that right now. I don't hear any of that right now, man. Where is it? Where, Arju, tell me where it went. Tell me where it went. Yeah. Where'd it go? Where'd it I go? have I no idea. It. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, because we're nine and nine and one in our last ten games, so the people don't want to give respect where respect is due. And keep in mind, Jimmy Ball, like these fa- past few games where everyone's talking about, oh, like the Heat are finally back. We don't even have Bam. These past four games, we haven't had Bam. We play the Cavs tonight, and I think we get Bam back, so it should be good to see. Should be yeah, good to I mean see. the Miami Heat. We we talked about this off the pod, like. Ever since Jimmy Butler has came back, they've turned their season around, and they're only going to get better. So, yeah, and hopefully with a few trades here and there, we might strengthen our roster. The Marcus Aldridge um, situation, but I, I really, I, yeah, I really like our chances. And like, if the playoffs are supposed to start today, like even with this current roster, I, I feel confident with the Heat that we can go kind of, that, yeah, like that we can go far. But hopefully, um. Pat Riley and Eric Spoelstra should make some good trades. Definitely, definitely. But my question to you, Arju, is about the Trailblazers. You asked me about my team. I'm going to ask you about yours. So you guys, despite your injuries, right, in Yusuf Nurkic and CJ McCollum and a few others here and there like Rodney Hood and Derek Jones Jr. have had a relatively good season. But recently, you guys barely beat the Timberwolves a few nights ago, and you guys lost to the Timberwolves two nights ago. Do you th- the Trailblazers with this current roster? Like, do you think in the offseason, if you guys keep this current roster, Dame is going to start to become frustrated? Because with this current roster, you guys, I can't really see you guys going too far into, like, into the maybe Western Conference Finals. I can't really see that happening with this current roster. So do you can you see this – frustration arising in Damian I don't Lillard. think so. He just recommitted him again. He just restated that he's committed to his team. The one thing I will say though is there are rumblings in Seattle right now. Um that's where Jody Allen and and um you know the Allen family own the the Trailblazers. That's where they reside. There's rumblings um from from a variety of sources including Jason Quick who are saying that Terry Stotts will be fired by the end of the year if the Blazers don't turn it around. Um, and, and that's that's a pretty significant firing considering the fact that, like, a lot of the players like Terry Stotts. 
but he just hasn't been able to to make a team with good defense. He's been there for a while. Yeah, and like, you know, he just hasn't been able to to turn it turn the uh, the defense around. And there's a lot of question marks right now concerning his future. I I personally am in favor of of firing him. Right, personally speaking, I'm I'm in favor of firing him. Um, would I do it right now? No. Would I do it at the end of the year? Yes. Um, I think regardless of where the Blazers finish, unless they win the NBA Finals, unless they win the NBA Finals, <laughs> I think Terry Stott should be fired. Um, and so that's kind of where my head's at in terms of that. Um, I don't think Dame's going to show frustration. If anything, if anything, I'd say this offseason, if, if Neil Oshley feels like Dame is starting to get frustrated – like they're gonna try to do everything in their power to make Portland a a a city where they can win, and then he'll decide. But I don't think it's gonna be this off season. All right, man. Let's hope he stays. But by the way, the Heat and Trailblazers play March twenty fifth, which is the trade deadline. So I'm I'm excited to see Damian Lillard get traded to the Heat on. I know, bro. Day. Bam out of bio and Jimmy Butler are gonna look nice in a Portland jersey. <laughs> but anyways thank you guys so much for listening to this episode we hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll catch you next Peace. time